Oh yeah, All baby. Right. Oh yeah. The climb oh. continues and is about to start up that mountain. Okay. It's going to start up in the mountain here in just a few days. And just like that, we are back with another episode's episode of Sunnival Sideline 365. Hey, hey, I listen. Let me start here off. Go, here let me go. let me start off. I've got an apology to make. Yeah. One yeah. to our viewers, two to KB yeah. on last our last episode, our last show last week. I'd come, you know, I was running around, had some personal business to attend to, try to get in on the end of the show. I did my best. You know, I gave 110 percent. Yeah. <laughs> and I came in, had a few technical glitches. KB, he starts throwing stuff around the office. You know, I tried my best. We couldn't get the audio going. I don't know. You know, fire the fire our technical guy. Yeah. He did a terrible job. Did you get rid of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got right off. Okay, that. so my apologies to the viewers and to KB. Hey, I'm I'm very sorry. Very sorry. I'll try not to have that happen again. Okay, so that's that's the first thing. KB, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. It's been a good weather week. Uh, good weather week here. Just a uh, pretty pretty good weekend. Uh, nothing to complain about. So yeah, all all good on this side. All good on this side. How about hey, you? Do you ever you ever watch the a series? The series, you know, different series on like Netflix or Prime. You know that go on for two or three years. You ever watch any? Listen. What, yeah, depends what you're okay, talking well, about. Okay, well let me tell you. Let me tell you my top three. Here we go. Top three. There we go. Number one, just finished, I think it's the fifth season. Okay. Fifth season, Better Call Saul. Yeah, that's a good Saul one. Saul Goodman. Have you seen yeah, I've, yeah, through the a, end of the fifth season? I don't think I've seen through the end of it, buddy, but I think I've uh, seen enough. I've seen enough oh, I it. just saw the final for the fifth season. Really good. Saul Goodman, baby, he gets it done anyway. Yeah. It takes yeah. The next one, you know, we're not going to rank these. Breaking Bad. Actually, I heard a guy on the radio the other day said he never heard of Breaking Bad, and the guy said he'd been on the moon. Well, Better Call Saul is an extension of. Of uh, course, it is. It was a spinoff. It was a spinoff. But Breaking Bad, you've seen Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I don't know what's better. I think Breaking Bad has to be number one, and then number three I have is Bloodline. Very good. Have you seen Bloodline? No, I've heard of it. Uh, not, you got, not you on my list, go. but I've heard of it. It's really, really good. Yeah. And one of the key lines here is always this younger brother who's getting in trouble. What are we going to do now, John? You oh. said it'd be okay. Well, I hope we're not saying that to Coach Norvell. What are we going to do now, Coach? You said it'd be okay. So, you know, oh, that's where we start. And let me start with one other thing. Lady Knowles begin their defense as number one, ranked number one, in a tough battle right now, ongoing, about 30 minutes left in the game. And uh, they're playing uh, South Carolina, SEC foe, tough game, 0-0 is the last score I had. So really tough game. We'll try to keep you updated uh, on that one. That's what I got. And, by the way, we're not sponsored tonight by Michelob Ultra. (laughs) We certainly are not. We certainly are not. But if you like to, uh, if yeah. you like to sponsor this show, you can always reach out to us uh, on our Twitter, uh, which is, and I always forget it, it's Seminoles SL365. So you can find us at Seminoles SL365 right there, on Twitter. Baby. Right there. Um, 
as always, yes, please follow us there and be sure to like, uh, thumbs up the show on YouTube, subscribe uh, so you never miss a show. And then always you can follow us on Google Podcasts, Amazon, uh, and basically all the major networks. Apple Podcasts to too. Yeah. Apple too. In case yeah. you... Uh, in case you don't have time to uh, see us live here. So, yeah, so uh, we got the news out of the way there. Um, I got a couple of uh, trending topics I want to get out of the way before because obviously the, the point of this, main point of this show today is we're going to go through the back half of the schedule and break down the last four games of the season, uh, which is our big ones. Uh, but before we get into that, we do have some trending news here I do want to pull up and get your thoughts on uh, before we dive into the, uh, the heavier things here. So the first article I'm going to pull up here. Uh, and get your thoughts on is uh, the Florida State's little trip uh, north of the border. Uh, Florida yeah. State, as you may have known, uh, had their little three-game road trip to, uh, this is courtesy of Tem- uh, Ten- Tallahassee Democrat, they took their three-game road trip to uh, uh, Canada. I believe college teams can do this road trip every four years, um, where they can go internationally. Some teams go to Spain, some go to Italy, some you know, for Florida State, they go to Canada. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this? I, I have my own thoughts on this. I tweeted some of these thoughts out. Um, but what are your thoughts on, you know, Florida State going up to Canada, doing some exhibition games? I, I see it a couple of different ways, but what, what are your thoughts on, on I'm, a, I, I'm all for it. I, I don't have a thought, a negative thought in my head about doing it. I, I didn't know there were these specific rules uh, uh, that you, you you can only do it so so yeah. often. You know, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. I think – I'm not even for that. I think, you know, if your program can go, go out, do yeah. some of this. First of all, it's great for the kids on your team. Second of all, it starts to prepare them for the season. It, it gets some excitement for the team. Then you get tired of practicing against your same players and your scout team all the time. In mm-hmm. fact, I put that out on a Twitter on football today. I said, Hey, Coach Norvell and Florida State in general, athletic department, please be the first in the country in the Power Five to start scrimmaging another college. Be the first one in a control-type scrimmage environment. You know, what a great thing that would be. Get your uh, get uh, FAMU to come over and, and, and just work against someone else. Hmm. We The pros do it. The yeah. pros do it. High schools do it before they start their season. Yeah. Great schools do it. Why? 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 We're moving towards an NFL type environment, which this is going to be. Why not do that? Why not do that? I, I don't get why not. But best, back, best, uh, back to basketball. I, I'm all for it, and I think it's a great recruiting tool. I'd mm-hmm. like to see them next year if they could go to China. Okay. Well, now I, I'm not going to get into politics. Right. Go, right. go to Europe. I'm sorry. Let, let's skip China. <laughs> Why would you say China. Skip China. Go into Europe. You know they play basketball. I'm not going to say Russia if I said China. You know, uh, but they play basketball in Germany. They play basketball in Italy. They play basketball in Greece. You name it. You know. And of course, we recruit kids from the, from Europe, right? It. You. What a great marketing tool. That's yeah. my thoughts on it. Yeah, so uh, to your point, I think it's, one, it's a great opportunity. And and two, what Leonard Hamilton basically said in, in wrapping this trip up is that, I mean, this is obviously one of the youngest teams he's had in a while in terms of a lot of, you know, you have some returning scorers like Caleb Mills, um, you know, who is ACC Sixth Man of the Year, or, or reigning uh, Sixth Man of the Year is Matthew Cleveland. But you, have, you lost a lot of players. You have a lot of young guys coming in, and you also have – 
uh, transfers coming that you want to intermingle mm-hmm. into this lineup. So I think it's a it was a great it's a great opportunity where one you don't have to travel overseas. You don't have to take a nine, 10, 12 hour no. trip overseas no. and, and get jet lag stuff like that. So I do like it. They come up somewhat staying close to home so they can not have to take lose time and, and energy doing that. But also too, um, I think it's a great way to to intermingle the transfers, the freshmen and also the returning starters. And find figuring out what is what is kind of an ideal lineup look like against quality competition. Um, you know, they say oh, these Canadian schools, but basically they played for everyone who doesn't know out there. They played, like I said, three teams. Uh, one of them is uh, they played the University, I believe, of uh, Ottawa. Uh, the other one was uh, uh, Car- uh, Carleton, uh, which basically Carleton, if you don't know, they are basically, you know, the Canadian system is a little bit different than the university system, obviously, in the U.S., so they have a different kind of setup for how they, they play university basketball, um, but basically, they are known as basically the the Kentucky of the Canadian uh, of the Canadian uh, university basketball system. Yeah, so they play, a, you'll see them pop up and play uh, university, or uh, D1, like, uh, high-level teams uh, yearly uh, on the basketball spectrum. So you're probably, if you're watching ESPN this year, you'll see them in tournaments uh, playing against other U.S. teams, major, like, maybe against Kentucky, stuff like that. So they like to schedule out and play because they are, I think they've won, like, three of the last five national championships up there. Uh, so they're a strong team, and that's why it was uh, surprising to see that Florida State almost beat them by, you know, beat them by 32 points. Uh, and then they finished up with McGill. So this was not only a way for them to, to get some reps in, but it was also, you're playing decent competition. You weren't going to playing some dinky town in, in Italy or Spain or something like that, but you're playing some quality competition and you weren't playing, you know, it, it was a way you weren't playing yourselves either. Right. So you could really play with some lineups and obviously, you know, it's their off season too for, for these colleges as well. So you're not getting their full squad, but it's a great way to see what you have. And, and you saw some guys shine in it. You saw the guy from UCF uh, that you just brought in uh, uh, Darian green. He averaged, I think, 20 points per game during the three scrimmages. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. So we really found a player there. And that's what you wanted to see, right? That's that's why you brought him in because you wanted to improve your outside scoring. And, and he averaged 20 points per game. He showed he was hot the entire time. So if he can keep that up and, and bring you that type of shooting, then you hit the transfer market goal right there if he can bring that. So, and I think I think I think his performance also pushed Caleb. Caleb Mills, yeah, you yeah. know, because he was a little inconsistent last year, but I think I think he helped push him. And Green, I don't know how you keep Green out of the lineup. No, I, I think I think they'll both be explosive players, and I think yeah, uh, you're, you you saw a little bit of what you got there, and I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be exciting to see. So um, yeah, I, I think that was a great trip, and and it's obviously wrapped up, but uh, I think it'll help them in the long term. What so year is Green? What year is Green? Green's a junior. He uh, is so he's got like well unless he, he really has a, if he has a money year he'll go but yeah boy he, he that's the guy that's the type of player that coach Ham had to bring in a couple of guys who can score he's definitely one yeah exactly yeah. exactly so uh the next thing I want to bring up uh, on the schedule here and get your thoughts on was a recent commitment but not to the Seminoles so uh this is courtesy of uh, Saturdays down south, and uh, I think you you texted me about this. Uh, was Chris Parsons making his college commitment? So you know this is yeah, gonna hurt so some people's feelings. Um, you know what what do you think about losing out on him? Do you think he's you know his, his final four? If you didn't know, after we lost out, there's a big story behind this. You know, Florida State started recruiting other quarterbacks because the story had always sort of been that Florida State wanted to bring in two quarterbacks in the cycle. We kind of discussed this last week. 
it got worse. The, the story is, you know, they they start pursuing other guys, and then I, apparently Parsons' dad got upset. But we never know the full story, right? But summary: Parsons' final four were Virginia Tech, TCU, SMU, uh, and Mississippi State, and he went ahead and chose Mississippi State. Uh, you know, obviously a, a great, uh, a good program that's rebuilding, but uh, has made strides under a new coach. And then you chose them. So what are your thoughts? Do you think Florida State is really missing out on Chris? Or do you think, you know, like, as you always say, these commitments are, aren't glue. Uh, they can become undone. Is, do you think Florida State continues to try to pursue him? Or do you think it's it's done clear? He's going to Mississippi State. Let's just wish him well. Well, first thought, you just hit it on it. And that is the word commitment should be dropped out of college football language. And that should be maybes. And I've tweeted about that. Yeah. And, and by the way, someone asked me on Twitter, you know, I, I started putting, when I can remember, I put parentheses B-R-U, that's my tweet, okay, versus yours. Sometimes I forget, so whatever. Here's the, de- here's the deal. The, Chris Parsons was a maybe. Every guy who commits these days is a maybe. There's too many factors involved. Now, he, supposedly the story is, he doesn't want anybody else to be recruited at that position for him. He wants it solely him. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know if that's him or his his dad. I was yeah. going to say old man, but, you know, it's ridiculous to think that. And he thinks he's so good that he doesn't need anybody else to compete with. Ridiculous. And when he decommitted, I was done with him. I, I don't I'm not even going to I don't even want to spend a lot of time talking about him because he's gone. He's off the radar. You know, now some people say, well, we should wish him well, because you never know. Eh, I'm not like that so much. He doesn't want to come to this program. And I don't need to remind viewers. I've sat through the worst of this program. I sat in the stadium through the worst of this program. One and 10, 0 and 11, which I've tweeted about. So I don't need guys. I don't need that type of guy in here that you have to drop to your knees and beg. He's out. He's gone. That's my thoughts. I don't see, I don't even want to say miss, non-miss. I don't care what the guy does. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, some yeah. people are not going to like that. We may get some mail on that, but that's my feelings. You ask my feelings. That's no, that, that's no, that's what I wanted. And I, and want, I, think- guys, I want guys that want to be in this program that are beyond NIL, that are beyond uh, a fancy locker room. I want guys that are grinders. I want guys that are underachievers. I want guys that really want this and really want to be a Florida State seminal. Yeah, and I, and I think the thing that disappointed me is that I, I do think he can be. He has. He could be a good quarterback. I, I liked watching his tape. I thought he could be a good quarterback in the system. Obviously, um, it didn't work out. I think the interesting part was looking at the final four teams there on that table. You know, Mississippi State, TCU, SMU, and Virginia Tech. And I think it kind of maybe validates the point that he wants to have a very clear shot at winning, having the position secured because he had the offers from obviously Florida state, but Iowa, Miami, TCU, or Tennessee, uh, Ole Miss, like, or sorry, not Ole Miss, but of those other schools that are higher, I would consider higher level programs, but schools like Virginia tech, like those are schools that don't have a clear quarterback in the future. So I well, think Jeff does- Sims did the same thing. We could say Jeff Sims did the same thing. He went to Georgia tech. Uh, you know, I don't know. Why would you go to Georgia tech over Florida state? Cause he thought it's a better chance to play. Well, and he's playing I, and he's playing. And, and he's playing. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't take away from any kid that goes someplace that thinks he can better play. Yeah. But don't, don't start committing. 
Don't start making these commitments, which I still say, and I've tweeted two or three times, I get no answer from anybody. How many people in a recruiting cycle do we make offers to? It seems like there's endless. No, wait, no, no, no. But you're never going to know. No, you're never going to find the number. There's endless offers. Is there no rule on that? How many offers can you send out? A business well, can I send out. I can send out fifteen job offers okay. to salespeople and only have to really. But but you can send out endless offers, and then whoever commits, then the you start filling scholarships. You may only have I don't know thirty to give or twenty to give, right, or ten to give. Yeah. So the first ten who come in that that you really want. But if if you make an offer, you got to take that guy if he buzzes your phone. You 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 can't. Yeah. No, you you know, well. Then what does that look like to us? If I offer a kid and, you know, we're throwing out these offers, but he a kid comes back, but that's not the right kid I really want. Then they, then they have that conversation. This happens all the time. Yeah. It's happened before. Oh. Like they have that talk with him so. and say, you're no, no longer kind of going to be a part of our class. They kind of release him from that offer and yeah. say, we can't, we're not going to, we're yeah, not going to honor. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's not call it commitment. I don't like the word commitment. But, okay. Say it but, maybe. Maybe the, on both sides. Maybe we'll bring okay, in, okay. maybe I'll commit to you. That's just the terminology people use. Okay. okay? That's but all right. What I'm seeing from the player's side is that if they don't commit, then they don't think they have a spot held. So I can see it why they do commit. Because well, then, they then, want then it's a misnomer. It's a misnomer if based on what you said. If the kid commits, he feels he has a spot nailed down. That's what you Because that said. college says he has committable. There's committable offers and there's not committable Is, is it illegal? Is this a legal thing? Yes. yes. It's a yes. legal thing. It's a yes. not, but it's non-binding on either party. Yes. It's, uh, no offers mom uh, right. is binding until you get that official letter out. Absolutely. And signed. Okay. Absolutely. But so. the, the answer to your question, Chris Parsons is gone. Good luck. And uh, I don't think about him. What I'm thinking about, which I put a tweet out this week on, is Tony Two Cars. What is going on in, in this in the in the class? What are we got any other quarterbacks we're looking at? I, well, I talked. About I heard there's week. there's none committed at this point. Well, right? I talked about it last week. Uh, the different scenarios there. I, I don't want to rehash that. No, no, we're not going to rehash. I'm just kind of wondering: Is Tony Two Cars? Is he a good recruiter? Or he isn't. Is he? creating an issue where we can't bring guys in and I'm not blaming coach two cars or is it guys don't want to come here because they don't think we throw the ball enough. You know what I mean? They don't think we're going to throw it enough. The receivers then don't come in or we don't have good enough. Rece- well, I don't you know, think they just want to get anybody either. I don't think they just want to get anybody either. So I, I think no, they want to be, I, I think they want to be very selective about who they I agree. bring to this. I agree. So I, agree. I, I think it's a bit of that as well. So. And there's, there's always the transfer portal as well. So. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think not that, for this season. Obviously. They already have they have a quarterback committed for 2024. Like I said on last show, I think that if they 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 lost out on Brock Glenn, uh, the other guy that was at Purdue, he just decommitted. Now is going to LSU because he got an offer there. So I think they've lost out on their top three or four targets, and well, now they're left. In well, this. we know we know some of these guys who you know they're, they're going to bounce. The quarterbacks are bouncing around more than anybody because their egos are bigger than anybody. So that and that's why I said on last show is that I think they can go into the portal and probably get a guy that's been sitting on the bench who's a high four star, mid four star who hasn't played yet. Bring him in, and he could be. The back, you know, committing with Jordan's coming back next year. Duffy's going to be there, so bring another guy in, and then you got the twenty-four kid who can probably wrap another quarterback in that class. 
I think you'll be okay. But, um, you know, I, I just don't think they're just going to use a scholarship to use a scholarship uh, unless it's the right kid. Um, yeah, so the last thing, last couple of things I had for you, which is a big topic and it's related to the upcoming season, um, was the article on a quarterback stepping away from sports. So this comes from Athlon. Uh, LSU, uh, their quarterback battle got a lot slimmer this week uh, when uh, Miles Brennan uh, walked away from football uh, after uh, it being clear or being he'll, he'll walk back in soon. I, 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 well, I'm not saying he's coming back to LSU, but he will reappear in football. You think he's retiring from no, football? No, Absurd. No, no. Absurd. But, um, but yeah, this was this is big. This was big news. Um, this week. Can he still go into the portal? Or the portal's closed. At portal's closed. Right? I, I, well, no, it's not technically. Could he uh, sit out a year? And and but he would if he walks away, he's going to lose a year of eligibility. He doesn't have a medical red shirt. Yeah. Yeah. The portal window is closed, correct? I, I don't uh, – well, I mean – Yeah, it's got to be closed. You can't just be transferring. Florida I mean, Florida State just landed the guy a week ago. So, I, I don't know the exact date of it. So, I, I, I have questions specifics of it. Hey, if any fans out there know the answer to that, hit our uh, – hit us hit us with a comment. Hit us yeah. a comment tonight if you're out there listening. I don't know the answer to that, to be honest. But I, I think, you know, just the logistics around this is that, you know – he was the he was the leading veteran on that team. So now LSU is more in a position where Florida State is, is that they don't have a capable backup. So if you're going in with uh, the Arizona State transfer, who you know I kept I I forgot that Florida State had had faced off against uh, uh, what's his face? Um, I can't, why can I never remember his name? Um, uh, the the starting quarterback for LSU now. Um, the transfer from Arizona. Yeah, I can't remember his. I, never, I can't. Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. So they played. I, I forgot they played against him. Did he name? Did they name Jones. him as the starter? Yeah, I mean, essentially, yes. He's, okay. He's, yeah. I mean, he was. I, I think all indications are he's going to be the starter. Yeah. And but Miles Brennan has been in the program for a little while. He he was essentially the starter last year. He and he had the most experience on the roster. So for him to leave. They're very much in a situation where Florida State is, where there is no capable backup experience if what if the starter goes down anymore. So uh, that's well, let me, where let me you know this article that you've got up there now says instead of entering the transfer portal for a fresh opportunity, apparently he could go in. Yeah, so so it must must still be open, um, which now it, it would be interesting. It it's. I guess the disadvantage thing is him. Fall camp's already basically closing yeah, all school. So yeah. it, it would be tough for Dan to grade him, but maybe he goes FCS and it would be tough. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know really what he does um, Yeah. at this point, but um, yeah. So LSU's in a tight spot. They they're down to Jaden Daniels who and, has and experience no one else. Yeah, and, no and one basically else. no one else with experience on the bench. So they're, they're very much like us right now. So I, I think what I said was, you got to pin your ears back and go after the quarterback and and <laughs> and, and put yeah, some pressure yeah. on them because they have no nothing behind them right now. So um, interesting situation there, but it tells you, like you said, the politics of football now is that if you don't see a starting position, they walk away. Or when, you get you get pissed for any reason you walk away, which is sad because you see how um, the the guy I, I'm forgetting names tonight, but the guy that transferred from Florida State went to Nebraska. Now he's their second or third. Depth quarterback, yeah. that court he would have been, he oh, would have yeah. been playing last year when Jordan went down. Oh yeah, he would have yeah. been playing here. And oh, he that was been, Chubba, Chubba, yeah, Chubba, yeah, exactly, Chubba. He left in the middle of the year, 
and Jordan Travis got hurt, Mackenzie Milton wasn't was not playing well. He probably would have been playing last year, and they would have been yeah. competing for the backup role right yeah. now. Right. So, right. and now he's second or third string in Nebraska. So uh, these guys leave programs. We don't know the full story always, but it seems like a playing time. And he already invested so much time in Florida State. It just right. sometimes it doesn't make sense. But right. Um, so yeah. Well, so they think that the, the, their false hope is they're going to end up in a situation where there's no real competition, and they're they're in a they're in a dream world. Yeah, that's that's a fantasy. Yeah. We're turning out quarterbacks from high schools and training programs and all of this stuff more than ever. Yeah. So the competition, and as a coach, and I agree with Coach Norvell, he wanted more competition in this program, and he's and he's building that competition. Okay. Yeah. So these quarterbacks have to toughen it up a little bit. Florida State has always had a history of really good quarterbacks. Yeah. Up to Jameis Winston, and then it's kind of dropped off. Okay. But there's always been guys that came in and could play quarterback. And and for many years, you know, stars, ratings, and all this crap that goes on now. Mm -hmm. They came in. They schooled these guys. And, 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 and these guys stayed with the program, whether they played or not. You know, look at – and I can bring up a guy, Brad Johnson. Mm-hmm. Brad Johnson was backing up Charlie Ward, was it? Am I getting that mixed up? I could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Char- he, was, who, he was backing up, I think, Charlie Ward. Brad Johnson gets drafted in the NFL, wins yeah. a Super Bowl in the NFL, has a decent career there based on potential. And, and, and he was on a good team with good competition. Yeah. And he didn't play that much. Look up Brad Johnson's stats. You'll be shocked. It's not that much. Oh, I, I, I'm aware. I'm aware. So, um, yeah, you know, no. But these these young guys, they've been used to being stars in Little League football and in high school. And they come in and they're ready to go. But I, you, know, yeah. you, you should have at least four guys there you're competing with. I, I just think that. Well, I, like I said, I, I've never been a college quarterback, but you would think you would like that year to get acclimated or even two years. I think there's more success when you see guys that sit a couple of years and then Absolutely. get into the starting role. Like the Absolutely. guys, like it, it just blends you to more success than getting your head beat in behind a bad line when you're a freshman and never recover from it. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so the last article here, uh, a couple more things to go over. Um, I have an article here uh, from On3. Uh, about a key position change at the Florida State. So this was news this week uh, with Joshua Burrell. Uh, and this goes hand-in-hand hand with the loss of C.J. Campbell. So if you haven't heard, uh, the walk-on um, practice team star, C.J. Campbell, um, is lost for the season uh, with a leg injury. Um, so that's that's sad to hear. And we, we're, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers out to you, C.J., because, uh, you know, from all indications, you were you were going to make uh, an impact on the field this year. Um, and probably earn that scholarship. Yeah, it's a bad break. Bad um, so, break. but you'll be back. So, um, you know, we're praying for you. But uh, that led to Joshua Josh Burrell, who was, you know, uh, trying to compete for the wide receiver spot. Um, you know, sophomore this year, true sophomore this year, being now moving towards that running back room. So, what, what are your what are your thoughts? What have you heard um, on this transition? Well, you know, this is a show again. You know that we we try to lay it out here from a fan yeah. perspective. You know, we're we're not doing this. Job. This isn't our full-time job, okay? Yeah. So, but we we follow this. You know, I've been following this since the 1960s. So no one can challenge that criteria. Josh Burrell, apparently, I, I think it was too crowded in the in the uh, wide receiver room. 
I think the especially with the transfers, especially yeah. with the transfers. Obviously, Burrell's probably played running back in high school. I don't know that. I'm assuming that's what he was. And and with the yeah, so many receivers. I then took a look at the roster, and with CJ out, it's yeah, there was room. We needed to move a guy over there. Yeah, and so Burrell's going to be move, uh, playing both running back and some wide receiver. He's going to be a specialty type guys. I don't expect he's going to get a whole bunch of reps in the running back area unless someone else goes down. And what is the chances of another running back going down? Pretty good. Pretty high. Yeah. Pretty, pretty or good. Missing time, or just missing time. Like or missing time. Like, yeah. You know, so you've got to have guys that have multiple multiple skills. And uh, I, I think he'll work out fine. They say he looks pretty good there. Yeah. So, and, and I but, think but this he's is, not going to be starting there, obviously. So. No, but I think I think this and this article points it out too is that um, it fits into one of these gadget things that Norvell does with the system, like he did at Memphis. Antonio uh-huh. Gibson, who now is the starting running back for the Commanders, right. he was a receiver turn running back because he had the ability to run hard but also catch the ball seamlessly. Right. And so that's something that Josh, having trained as a receiver. Uh, seemingly capable as a receiver now brings that mindset of being able to catch the ball. He just has to make that transition to be able to run with it too. Well, uh, what's or, very interesting, and I'm sure they probably talked to him a little bit too, is it as a running back who can catch passes coming out of the backfield, the NFL takes notice of yes, that. Yes, absolutely. They, they, they want guys who can catch the ball. If you're a running back and you can't catch the ball coming out, they, they, they're going to put you on a different tier in terms of recruitment to the next level. Absolutely. It, yeah, it's a good money move, honestly. If he can prove out that role uh, to a sustainable level, absolutely. It's a good money move for him. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And he's a big guy. Like, I think he'll be one of the biggest receiver or running backs now. If he – and I think they'll split him out. I, I think, like you said, use him. But I think he's like 220 pounds. Um, so he'll he'll be one of the bigger guys in, in the running back room too. So he should be able to take a hit. But once again, you worry about fumbling and stuff like that. But and I thought CJ Campbell, I thought he was going to be the banger in yeah. the, inside the red zone. You know, when you know you're, it's third and three from the goal line. Because yeah. who do we have as a banger now? Who do, who are we going to use? Uh, I mean, Trey Benz. Probably Trey's the biggest guy. I mean, Ward runs hard, but he he's a smaller guy. I I, I don't think they have a big. No, we don't have that. We don't have that banger, you know. We don't have that. Uh, and it's good to see uh, Jay Patrick, you know, with Cincinnati. He's back trying to make that team. He had thirty yards in the preseason. He was a big banger, you know. Yeah, yeah we don't have, have that. We don't have uh, Pooh Bear Williams, you know, the guy weighed like two hundred and forty pounds that you can run up there and get the three yards and get into the end zone. We really don't have that guy. So we we almost can't rush that middle sometimes, you know. Yeah, I mean Trey Trey's probably six one to two hundred pounds, if, yeah. if not bigger, two ten. So he he should be able to give that role to you. Yeah. Um, but he he's probably him and Josh are probably gonna be the biggest guys in that room now. Okay. Um so hopefully that gives you because we know Lawrence is a small guy. Yeah, he's, he's a not, small he's, guy. He can, get, is, he can get to the corner. He's yeah, not gonna run yeah. it up inside a lot. Yeah, Trey Sean's small, but he runs hard. So yeah, hopefully those yeah. two guys can fill that role. Um yeah. yeah, I think that was those are the the trending news I wanted to cover today. Uh, you know, the, the injuries there. But well, uh, I'm yeah. excited to get to the game predictions now, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. Uh, we can go right into that. So okay. uh, as you uh yeah, we'll dive right into that. So uh, we're gonna be covering we've given our predictions for the first uh 
first half of the year already, the first eight games. Uh, here's just, I'm going to pull up uh, the, what we gave, the predictions that uh, you gave uh, already. So that you have a five and three record going into the last half yes. or last quarter of the season. Correct. With Correct. the only three losses being LSU, NC State, and Clemson. Yeah. Uh, and then mine, we had the same record projection. Um, but I had Wake Forest, NC State, Clemson being losses in a row. So the middle, kind of the middle portion of that schedule. So what we're going to be covering right now is Miami, Syracuse, Louisiana, and Florida, um, all in the month of November. And uh, yeah, let's dig into it. Let's let's go over Miami first. Um, why don't you break it down? Break it down for us first. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with uh, obviously Miami. Um, uh, <laughs> you have to win. One of two games. You got to beat Miami. You got to beat Florida. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you can win the state title and beat them both, which we used to do, I've got a T-shirt hanging back there with state title three years in a row where we beat them, you know, three years in a row. Mm -hmm. You have to win one of the two. Okay. If I don't care what your record is. You got to win that for recruiting. Nothing else. Okay, so we're, we're Miami. The problem with this Miami team is they have talent. Yeah. They're going through a transition with a new coach. The new coach is good. I think Cristobal, you know, we you hear a lot of, well, he's not that good, whatever. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, I think Mario Cristobal is, is, is good. He's going he's gonna to recruit well. He's going to get some good players coming out of South Florida, some really good players out of there. Um I think he's going to, you know, he's trying hard to put the swagger back into the system there. Um, I I respect him as a coach. The big name that we need to talk about is the quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke. Yes. Tyler Van Dyke Mm -hmm. is a legitimate quarterback. I saw him. I I felt that way. I thought he was going to beat us last year. Right. Yeah. It came down to the final drive, and and you know he's a good quarterback. This guy is a big quarterback. He's very capable, and he's going to be well looked at by the NFL. I don't know about this year. Well, he's already got Heisman odds. This like no, it, well, it, I, it, I, I he's getting kind of overhyped. I, think. I, I don't. A, you know, well, uh, a lot of people are overhyped. There's, there's yeah. some guys on Florida State are overhyped. Uh, okay. I think he's a legitimate quarterback and probably one of the better ones in the ACC and one of the better ones in the country from what I saw of him last year in a variety of games, not just the Florida State game. He's a dangerous guy. If he, if he, I think his offensive line is a little average to iffy. Yes. And if you can put pressure on him, he's not really a runner. You know, he's not really a scrambler like Jordan Travis. You know, but if he stands back there, he can deliver the football. So he's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. The other problem, as I said, the game's at home with in Miami. It's on the way. I'm sorry. It's on the road. It's in Miami. That's a problem. That's going to be a problem. That game will be sold out down there. And those Miami fans, I'm going to be honest with you, hate them. I hope a couple of them are listening. They are terrible. They got all the stuff on like they're Chains, at Mardi Gras and chains and green and this, and they are mouthy. I can't, I can't, 
I had the most fun going to Miami games in Tallahassee. And when we're beating them, they're all leaving in the third, fourth quarter. You know, we're all yelling, goodbye, good, on oh, ugliness, ugliness. <laughs> Kevin Steele, their defensive coach, he's been around. He was at Florida State for a while. He, yeah, there you go. There you go. I, it, they're terrible fans, just outrageous. It's, it's, I don't know who's better to beat them. I think it's better to beat them than Florida, but they're both, you know, you both hate them both. Yeah. Kevin Steele, I'm not sure he's any big defensive guru. I think he's vulnerable. I think he's just floating around grabbing jobs from people he knows. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I think he's an average defensive coach. They're going to come in. They get, they're going to be four and one in their start. They're going to be four and one in their start. Yeah. If not, they're going to get a lot of groans from South Florida. They're going to beat, they're going to beat Bethune Cookman. They're going to beat Southern Mississippi. They're going to beat Middle Tennessee. And they're going to beat North Carolina. They're going to beat North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose to Texas AM. That'll be the best game to really assess their talent is when they play Texas AM early in the season yeah. on the road. Yeah, and yeah. College Station. That'll be a good game to see how their quarterback performs, how that quarterback performs. Then they also play Virginia Tech. They play Duke. They play UVA. They play Georgia Tech. And then they have to play Clemson. Their, two, their three toughest games are probably uh, <laughs> are, are, are Florida State, Texas A&M, and Clemson. They could they could win out on the other games. They could be they could be. You know, I don't think we need to go through their entire schedule, but no, no. But what I'm trying to say is, I think it's going to be a real interesting year because I don't think they have a, a real rough schedule. No, except no. for those three games, no, they, they could win cupcakes, the other right? games. Yeah, they have a cupcake. Yeah. So when they play us down there, they could have a pretty good record. I, but who cares? I don't care about the record. I care about who they have on the field because they can play uh, the garbage teams. But they, can they play us? That's what I care about. Well, so I what, think what their talent. Your... I think their talent will be okay. 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 That's where I am. But their quarterback. What's your prediction though? What, what is your prediction? What is, at the end of the day, on the road, does Florida State beat? What, what is your? What, Let me what get my, my magical sheet out here so I don't get this wrong. Unfortunately, the Noles lose by three. Okay. For what I. For why I said it. I hate to say that. I don't like to say that. But I can't say we win every game. Why can't you? I could say that years ago. Why can't you? I never thought we'd lose a game years ago. But I think we lose by three. And and that three points is probably because we're on the road. All right. Uh, I mean, you said a lot of things there uh, that I I agree with. Um, Last year, you know, Tyler did have a great throwing day as a freshman. You know, 300 yards, four touchdowns, a couple of picks. Um, so he did kind of – their offensive line is not very good. Um, and, and we got to him. I mean, Jermaine, Jermaine dominated that game. He had three sacks. You, yeah, you're missing that. You're missing that. Um, so that you're going well, to have no, to – we're missing Jermaine. I'm not that's missing what I'm saying. that. That's what I'm saying. You're missing okay. Jermaine. You have to yeah, fill yeah, that okay, gap okay. in production. I thought you were saying I was missing that. No, no. We have to fill that gap in production. Uh, no, that's where Mr. Verse and Briggs well, and yeah. – But that those are not known commodities yet. No, they're not. You're hoping – but you you don't know. And, and this game, Florida State got out early and then kind of crumbled late. So this, you know, if Florida State is going to be able to close out this deal, they're going to have to be consistent all fourth quarters. Adam so have Fuller to has to generate 
pressure on that yeah. board. Right because now. they they had no running game last year, which was great, but they were able to basically pass all over you. For but the you know, they spot. also they always the have game. a good tight end. Yeah, who really just exploits the middle of the field. I don't know how they do it every year, but they do. Well, you just don't cover it. Um, but also at the same time, we have to be able to establish the run like we did last year. We had we had a pretty consistent run game last year with Jay Sean and Jordan was able. Jordan didn't have a good average on running, but he was able to get yards every single time. So I think if we can establish the run and keep Tyler under 250 yards in the game passing, it, it can be a win. I think on the road it's going to be tough. Um, but if we come in healthy to this game, I think we have a, a very, very good chance of winning it. But I, I, I do I do think, honestly, we are the better team if fully healthy. Now, that's a big if, and I can't prediction, predict off healthiness, stuff like that. Um, this, this will be the litmus test on how well our defense is going. Well, it, it's late in the year, so by now we'll, we'll know how good our defense is. Um, but if our defensive backs have looked bad, Leading up to this game, we'll we'll get torched by Tyler. That that's no doubt. So I'm gonna say, yeah. Well, I'm our guys first, are gonna have a, a have had a lot of games under their belt and and face a lot more game. a lot better quarterbacks or a lot similar quarterbacks to him talent wise before yes. before that. Yes, so, yes. Um, they will be tested, and, and, and so we'll. I, I think honestly, we'll know how well we'll play before that because if we don't stand up against NC State, Wake Forest. You know, Louisville, and they, and they have good quarterbacks. Yeah, if we, we if we if we can't contain those guys well, we're not going to be able to contain the Miami passing game, no. in my opinion. So, no. um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the loss as well. Um, I, I say it's going to be. It won't be a blowout by them. It'll be a close game. But I, I do think I, I, I'm still. I, I think I, I'm still not sure about. I always question our middle, our linebackers and defensive backs. Um, so until I can see it proven, um, I, I think that the they'll win the quarterback battle there. Hey, do we get an opportunity no. during the season if Jordan goes down? Do we get to change our predictions? I mean, I, predictions I, what, are based on what you have before you start. Okay, the projection will be three games won. Then I mean, <laughs> it won't really matter. I, we won't even be podcasting. Hey, let me let me interrupt before we move on to the next game. Uh, the the lady soccer match is over. Zero zero tie. Zero zero tie, Florida State. Uh, thanks to some reporting out from the field now, uh, Kurt uh, Kurt Weiler put out a report. Uh, Eighteen shots for Florida State, no goals, and they played number twelve South Carolina. But uh, apparently, South Carolina had a very good goalie, and we start zero zero. Well, that's better than a loss. So you know, they're, they're going to, they're getting, you know, learning under a new coach and, and uh, the ladies will be fine. No problem. Yep. Yep. Okay. She's there. Um, all right. So we're both saying loss, close game, but a loss. Um, so that puts both records at five and four going into Syracuse. So uh, why don't you kick us off uh, Syracuse um, in November. And I believe this is uh, at, uh, sorry, this is uh, at home. No, this is on the, on the road, right? No, yeah. yeah, on the road in uh, in Syracuse. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, you know, I Syracuse is Syracuse. They have trouble. They have trouble recruiting. They don't do as a good job in recruiting as Wake Forest does. You know, Wake Forest should have a lot of problems recruiting, but they bring in guys and they develop them. Syracuse brings in guys and they really are inconsistent in the development. They have a decent quarterback, 
I think they have a decent quarterback. He's not at the level of the elite quarterbacks in the ACC. Uh, in the in the ACC, some of the guys we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I see Florida State winning this one plus ten, even on the road. They need to win this game to get to bowl eligibility. Okay, yeah. this is the this game is one of the must games they're going to need if they stumble on another game that they should win. I have Florida State plus ten. Yeah, um, which takes them to six and four, which would be bowl eligibility. Yeah, I mean, this game last year was, you know, we were three points away, four points away from being zero and five um, in this game last year, and this was at home. Uh, you know, these are the games that Florida State, if they've really grown, this is a game they have, they should be winning by ten. There, there's no reason why they this should be a three point game. Uh, even on the road, they, they have to dominate games like this or, or dominate in a way that it's not close in the fourth or not close within five minutes. You know, they, they should feel in control for most of the game. Um, not like last year. Jordan did not have a good game last year. He only threw for 131 yards. Um, he did run all over them, um, which is the good part. Um, but the defenses didn't show up on either side. Um, their quarterback, Grant Trader, he ran for 130 yards through for 150. So there, there was just no defense to play. Um, and I think, I, I just think, I think Florida State at that time was in a funk, um, you know, obviously losing to Jacksonville state the week before um, and then coming into this game, it, it was just, just bad all around. Um, I, I'm believing that the team has developed. I believe that they have better talent coming in transfer wise, freshman wise that are going to be able, be able to make impacts. Um, I will go ahead and say Florida state wins this game by seven. Um, I do think it'll be sort of close. Florida State, for some reason, just plays Syracuse and teams like this close. They haven't been able to start dominating these games like they should. Uh, but I do think they'll win this game by seven, uh, and they'll be able to close it out. So uh, I'm putting a win on the board as well. Yeah, we don't we don't really have a team that's going to dominate anybody. I'm, but I'm what, putting what? dominate. I'm not saying they have to win by forty. Like no, but days. we don't. I'm saying a... you have to win by go up by ten and I... keep the lead. Don't don't be don't be going four and out and for the fourth quarter. Well, that's going to be sustained drives. Yeah. Sustained drives. The key Even to the yeah. season will be sustained drives on offense and getting getting the other offense off the field three and out. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. We, you're we, not going to beat teams like you're not going to beat teams like 25, uh, 35 points. But it's just controlling the pace of play, limiting uh, yeah. the amount of opportunities they have, and, and controlling the tempo. That that's I think what's going to be about. But we have to beat the Syracuses. Yeah. Or you're if we don't, play. we're not making progress. Yeah, we're going to do head coach. There's certain wins that we've talked about on this schedule that have to take place. Or yeah. we're not showing progression. I, I don't mind the record as much as progression. And we shouldn't be getting blown out by anybody. No. That no. they can't you can't make excuses for getting blown out anymore. You're not making progression. No. And it and it's gonna be costly to people if 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 those things happen. Exactly. So, uh, so we're looking at six and four on both sides right now. Six, so six, yeah, and, six and, and, and we don't coordinate on this stuff. I mean, that's just the way it kind of figures out. No. So you're going. You're six yeah. and four heading to the final two games of the season. Right. Um, that the next game being Louisiana at home. Yes. Louisiana uh, being a decent team. Obviously, yeah. this is Louisiana was coached by now the current coach at Florida, uh, which is interesting. Billy Napier. Exactly. So, uh, you know, for people who don't know, um, uh, Louisiana last year was, I think uh, they were 
the 13 and one. Uh, so, and, and obviously they've lost some talent, a, a bunch of guys, I think transferred to Florida itself. Um, so Napier took a lot of some of the talent he thought were good enough to come to Florida with him. Um, like coaches normally do. Um, but obviously this is a team that plays in the Sun Belt. Um, shouldn't have the depths of talent that Florida State does. Um, but I do think I do think this is a bit of a trap game. You're coming, you're coming back from Syracuse, coming into this game. It's right before the Florida game. I think this is the prime trap game. This is a team that will have talent on it and it has produced good teams for the last couple of years, even though they're playing the you know South Alabama. You know, Georgia they play nobody, like but they play nobody. outside of App State and Coastal Carolina, yeah, they they essentially play nobody. So, um, I'll let you start first. What, what are your thoughts? And well, uh, yeah, I I think you you summed it up pretty good there. We're, like you said on one of who, oh, when we were playing Duquesne, you go, I don't even want to talk about it. I agree on this one. This is not one we're going to spend a lot of time on. This is a must win. This cannot be a Jacksonville State game. All right, this cannot be that type of game. And uh, they really don't play anybody. This is on their schedule. This is the Super Bowl. They come into Tallahassee. They're going to get a pretty good size check for their program. And they have nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose. They have everything to gain. Just all they need. You can't let a team like this hang in there like Jacksonville State because anything can happen. Anything can happen. Florida State must win this game. And let's see, I have on my magic sheet here, 21 points. 21-point win for Florida State at home, must win, and that moves Florida State to 7-4 and and now a more solid position for a bowl game. Yeah. Um, I'm very unsure about this game. Uh, To your point, this is their game of the year. This is the only Power 5 team that they've scheduled, have on the schedule the entire season. Um. And so this will be the one they circle and say, we can make a statement, you know, uh, by winning this game. They were, they were the number 16 team in the country last year. Um, you know, they could potentially be undefeated going into this they game. Could. They, they, they could, could be 10 and 11 and 0. They could um, beat everybody coming in. Because right. they don't play Coastal Carolina on their schedule. They no. don't in conference this year. So no. they, they could be, they play, they'll play no ranked teams. They'll play no Outside of Marshall, yeah, Marshall, that uh, who may be a decent, but they play no other. They play zero Power Five teams leading up to Florida State, so they could be undefeated. So this could be, an, this could turn out to be like an ESPN type of game uh, on upset watch. You know what? You know what? If we lose this game, Mike Norvell is gone, and I think it's gone. I think it would lead up to that. So if this team is going six and four into this game. This could be a game that if he loses it, they go six to five. Even they're eligible for a bowl game. I still think it, yeah, they'd have to beat Florida and Miami to survive a loss in this game. Yeah. So um I I'm gonna say Florida State wins. Um, but I, I think this is a super trap game, and that this is the game that I'm gonna circle that if I have them going six and four up to this game and they lose it, this will this will be the game that it makes it or breaks his career at Florida State because I could easily I could see them losing this game and it just the wheels falling off and it's like hey you survived Jacksonville State can't let you survive the Louisiana yeah you game. can't you you, uh, you can't lose to Duquesne you can't lose to Syracuse you can't lose to Louisiana yeah, yeah. those are three wins there yeah you you have those you you got to put those away. 
Then yeah. you only need three more games to be bowl eligible. Yeah. And I, beat either Florida or Miami. And you know what? You'll survive to, to fight another year. I, I can, okay. yeah, I, I'm I'm really like I want to say we're gonna like I don't want to say we're gonna lose Louisiana. I'm gonna put it as a win, but it's that game really does scare really? me. It does scare me. Yeah, uh, it I, doesn't I, scare it doesn't scare me. Then then you're thinking that we're a lot better than Jacksonville win. It is a must win. Every game is a must win. I don't like yeah, it's a must win. All right, okay. so okay, so we're going to Florida. So final you know, game you know what? You know what? If we don't if we if we don't beat a team like that. All this stuff that these sideline reporters go out to every day and soak up, as I say, coaching 101 discourse, it's just you hear it every year. No, it doesn't I, mean anything. Well, that's that's the thing. If they lose that game, then all the coach speech, oh. you, it, it will break down. And yeah, they're not going to lose this. I'm telling you right now, they're not going to lose this okay. game. Then we go into they're not the, gonna lose this then game. we go into the final game of season, which I oh, believe yeah. this is now on a Friday. Um, the Florida game, they, they, I didn't even it. see that. It's on a, oh, it's, yeah. it's the day they, they used to be on Fridays yeah. after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Now they put it back there for a special. Well, Friday. they're going to go wherever TV tells them to go Friday game. Know? So yeah, it'll be cool. Probably um, so, be yeah. an early kickoff, you know? Yeah. So Friday, Thanksgiving, noontime kickoffs suck. Everybody knows that as a fan, you don't get the tailgate, you know, nobody wants to get up. You, you ever try to go to a well, restaurant in Tallahassee? Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm just saying that it's, it's the Friday after Thanksgiving. But yeah. you ever try to go out to? No, go this to isn't the Friday practice? after Thanksgiving. This is. Oh, Thanksgiving. I thought you said it was. No, it's on Thanksgiving. It's on Thanksgiving Day. I believe so. No, no way. It's either on Friday or Saturday. Oh, sorry, it's a day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's no, day, no, no. It's Black okay, Friday. It's, it's on Black Friday. Friday. Yeah, it's, it's Friday. Friday. Yeah. Thanksgiving's um, always on a yeah, Thursday. Yeah, there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But yeah. So 7:30. It's gonna be night evening game. That'll be Friday. prime time. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be good. Um, yeah. so yeah, so this is at in Tallahassee. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I'll let you start. Uh this game was close, pretty somewhat close last year. Florida had a chance to potentially win, but what are your thoughts? Well, you're 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 playing first of all, you're playing at home. That's a big advantage. Okay, that's a big advantage. The stadium will be sold out. There'll be it'll be ruckus, you know, there'll be you know, it, it, it'll be good. Now, a lot of kids go home for Thanksgiving, but a lot of them come back. You know, yeah. they'll come back for that game. That's a big weekend. Okay. And that's how it used to be. It used to be on that Friday. You know, it was always good. You got a coach, you got a coach and you got a program and transition. Now we, 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 we should be a little bit ahead of that curve by now. The, our kids kind of know what's going on by now. They're now they're not having to think about where I should be. They're reacting to the plays and using the potential of their ability at this point. So Billy Napier comes over from Louisiana. Uh, there's been rumors about unrest with the fan base there in Gainesville. I don't, I don't know if that's no, just no. chatter. It's kind of, yeah, that's no, just no. chatter. Yeah, you know, there's been supposedly recruiting issues. You know, I think that's all chatter. You know, if he, we if say, he wins, they don't care. What is that? Is the FBI says there's chatter out there. You know, what does that mean? Uh, you know what? He looks like a coach, though. He look Billy Napier looks and talks like a coach. Don't know that you means. know, I you know, I kind of like that piece of it. You know, and he's labored. He's this is his shot. He's going to get a couple three years there at Florida. Uh, you know, maybe just two if he's not winning. 
No, uh, they they expect big things here. Yeah, they do. The rest of his staff's kind of mediocre. No big names stand out on that staff that I'm, you know, that I saw when I looked down the roster. They got a glitzy new locker room, you know, that all the colleges, you know, we all got to have the glitzy like ours, you know, they bring the kids in for that stuff. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they got some new quarterbacks, but the guy that's going to be their starter, I'd be surprised if he isn't. And if he isn't, he'll probably go in the portal, Anthony Richardson. But he doesn't have a lot of – he doesn't have a lot of uh, – and hey, hey out there, uh, Mr. Me- Mayhem, nice to see you. Peyton, nice to see you. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Anthony Richardson's stats weren't that big last year. He makes mistakes under pressure. That's mm-hmm. his problem. He's a big guy. He's like 6'4", 230. He's not a runner. He's more of a drop-back guy. But he, he, I don't think he sees the field well, especially here's another time you got to get pressure on this guy. And I think you can force him into mistakes. They play a brutal SEC schedule. And they open with Utah at home. What an That's opener for man. a new yeah. coach. Yeah. Utah is a good road team. They're a solid team, and that is going to be an interesting game. Yeah, that'll be and that's going to be on a TV game. We should take a look at that. They play UGA on the road. They play Texas A&M on the road. They play FSU on the road. They got a brutal schedule. So, with all that, I think if Florida finishes 500, they've had a good season. Uh, they're unranked coming in to this season, just like Florida State is. Somebody tweeted that out. I can't remember. Shout out to whoever it was. Said this is the first year since way in many many years. Florida, Florida State has never been ranked in the top twenty-five. Uh, my final is this: Florida State wins on a last-second field goal, three-point win for Florida State at home. We're bowl bound. Eight and four, great season. Eight and four, great season. We'll get a decent bowl game. We don't right. win the ACC, though. We don't go to the ACC championship. All right. Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you said some good things there. Uh, last year, Florida State made some mistakes. Last year's game was very winnable. Uh, offense just really couldn't get going. Um, they kind of made it – it was down 24-7 going into the fourth quarter. Got a couple touchdowns there that make it close at the end. But, you know, obviously it wasn't enough. Um, you, they do lose Emory um, to the portal. Um, Anthony Richardson, uh, there they, there is some hype around him. I don't think he's had, you know, once he, I think he was looking to transfer too at some he point was. when he came back, and then he Emory was. left. And so I, I don't think he's that. I, I think he's an average quarterback. I don't think he's going to. They don't have anybody behind him either. Right. Well, they don't have any ex- proven experience. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't think he's like this quarterback that's going to just light it up. But at the same time, you know, you have to be able to stop the running game and Florida state really did struggle with that. And, um, you know, Emory was the guy that, that kind of lit up Florida state last year and, and they don't have him. So until I'm proven that it's proven that, you know, Anthony Richardson can actually move the ball without a consistent running game. Uh, you know, I, I think it's up to interpretation of how this game will go, especially at home for Florida state. So if Florida state can show that they can stop the run, and the offense is humming. I, I think Florida State very much can win this game, no matter what the rank of Florida is. Because this, you know, Florida could be number five in the country. Florida State could, you know, these rival games kind of you throw the rankings out the window. 
But with all that said, I do think Florida, for whatever reason, Florida State hasn't come all that way from talent-wise. They, they still there is a talent gap there, and I think for whatever reason, the turnover game will will go not go in our favor. And uh, once again, I still have some mistrust in our defensive backs until I see them and what they can do in locking down receivers because there was we did have some issues with that in the Florida game last year. So I'm going to put this as a loss, a close loss. Um, on this game. So I'm going to, that's why I'm going to put up a loss of Florida at home. Uh, but I do think it'll be close. And I, I do think it'll be a barometer for, for so how you, well our progress has been. But, you have, well, the barometer of the progress, you have us losing to Miami and Florida. Yeah. So let me that, put up. I'll that, put, that, I'll is put up. A, that is not a good barometer. Well, let me, let me put up. Let and me that's put not going to sit well with the fan base. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I always said if you won two games all year, it better be Miami and Florida. You know, I mean, well, let's 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 look over it real quick. So I'm going to pull you up know how uh, much crap fans get our fans get when they go into work. Thank God most of them don't they work from home, but from their buddies, you know, yeah. in Florida. Throughout the country. Yeah. From Florida fans and Miami fans. Oh my God, it's relentless. You know, it drives one to drink. Not, Ultra, not, not our sponsor, but give us a buzz. We'll work something out. So this is this is your this is your breakdown. In four losses at LSU or versus LSU in Louisiana, NC State, Clemson, and Miami. So you have us beating, like you said, Florida arrival, um, losing the, the Miami and Clemson and LSU. So you essentially just have us beating one good, well, two good teams on the season. Wake Forest, if they are, they may. Well, you know, you know Miami's be. ranked right now. Are, well, I don't know if they'll be. Well, they could, yeah, with their schedule, they could, yeah, with, in the top yeah. So, so you're right; they could be ranked then um, with their schedule. So, yeah, so you have us, you know, kind of splitting rivals there. If you if you don't count Clemson, um, well, this would the, be a good season, eight and four. Yeah. Yeah, that I think that's what the upper projection is. That's kind of the highest projection. That is so, kind of the high prediction. Yeah, and then you have myself um, with mine seven and five, uh, with losses at for Wake Forest, NC State, Clemson, Miami, and Florida. So losing, basically winning the games you have to win at a minimum, uh, and then pulling out like LSU, uh, you the marquee matchup of LSU. Um, but then just winning the gimme games essentially. I don't, you know, I don't know if the LSU is we could call marquee. You got you got I, they're I in trend. Well, it is. It doesn't it's matter. A it's, brand. It's, it's a brand. It's a brand. It's a brand. It's a brand. But it's like a team in transition down there who has a really good brand name. Like we have a brand it's, name, so it's going to be a battle of ESPN, two brand names in it, transition. Yeah, exactly. It's a yeah. an ESPN highlight game. It's, yeah. yeah. So, but essentially, mine is my my schedule is. The the worst you're beating the worst teams out yeah you're basically beating the worst teams on your schedule like that you have to you have to win those to get to, to my record which I think is more realistic like I could even put the you know Louisville you know that Louisville has a loss or Louisiana has a loss and we still get six so this is I think your minimum of what you have to do to show any signs of progress because so you get to a bowl. If you get to bowl, you win. You get to eight and five with mine. With yours, you get to nine and five if, if you win on your record, uh, or nine and four if you go to a bowl and win. So I think mine is more realistic. I, I think I think you potentially could lose to your all three of your rivals, and people would be unhappy, but it would show progress. Um, in terms, how of do you show progress if you three lose to all three, three of your rivals? Three and five yeah. to five and 
whatever the record was, you know, three yeah. wins, five wins, seven yeah. wins with a bowl, potentially eight wins. That's incremental progress. I personally, I don't, the, the beating your rifles is great because you can shut down smack talk, but we're talking about incremental. I'm talking about improvement based on metrics and metrics would say, if your win, if your wins are piling up and you can get from three to eight wins yeah. in two yeah. seasons or three yeah. seasons, then you're showing progress okay. on the field. Okay. Right? That's, that's fair. That's, that's, that's fair. I think, yeah, you're showing your progress is we're beating people who we're supposed to beat, you know, yeah. and, and we're keeping, but I think the key is we're beating be those out. people, yeah. but we're keeping it close yes. on yes. our rivals or the better teams. Yeah. Okay? You're not getting blown out. We're, if, you're we're not, blown we, out we, if you're getting blown out, then there's still story. problems. Yeah. If there's you're still problems. By 20 to Miami and 20 to Florida and 20 to Clemson. Then the seven and five goes out the window and you're, yeah, there's a different conversation. And that's right. And then there's going to have to be better questions from our sideline media. Yeah. Because, because at that, if you're, if you're just winning the minimum games and then getting blown out in the marquee games, then we say, okay, well, coach, you've gotten us this far. Someone else can take the foundation from here and get us to the next level. That, that's where I could see that conversation going. But if they're all close, if you're losing, and I hope we don't have to have that conversation, to be honest with you. I, I think the I think this coaching staff is working really, really hard. Agreed. They're really, really working hard. There's going to be adversity. There's going to be there's going to be this is a tough climb. Many of these games are going to be close. All they're going to be close. I, I think all of them are. Going to be and close. it's going to be can you stop? You've taken the lead. Is three minutes to go? Can you get off the field and stop the offense? Yeah. Can you make a field goal? Yeah. You know, yeah. Th- it's really going to be close. I mean, it's. You better strap in and you better have your heart attack pills ready to go. Yeah. Because yeah. there's going to be, there's going to be some key plays, but every coach says that that's part of the class. Well, you know, there's two or three key plays in this game, but you got to make those key plays, especially uh, on, you should be able to get to six wins. There should yeah. be no excuse of getting to six wins. No, you're, you're gone. If you don't, I, you have to be gone. You have to get to a toilet bowl this year. Yeah. You and have win. to win. And I'm not, not going to sugarcoat it. We don't sugar. I mean, it is, it is what it is. Okay. You know, I've been following this team since the 60s. I've seen the best and I've seen the worst. Okay. All right. And 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 one shout out to, to uh, Billy Sexton. I saw a note that Billy yeah. is, uh, has had some medical issues. Um, I remember long time ago when his dad, Jimmy Sexton, came over to Florida State, transferred over from Alabama as a quarterback. And we were we were in dire straits. This was in the 70s. And I said, oh, God, this guy, a you know, guy coming from Alabama, you know, he did okay. But, you know, it was – but shout out to Billy Sexton, his family. Uh, he's a young guy. He's had, you know, he's had some ups and downs. He played some good football at times at Florida State, but we don't care about that. This is this is about a human being. This is about a guy who gave his best here at Florida State. And shout out to them, prayers and blessings to that family. And I hope everybody else uh, does the same. Say a prayer for them tonight. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Well said. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think uh, so. We've covered it. We've given our projections for the season. Once again, uh, I put them up. Um, and uh, probably tweet them out as we get close to the season. But once again, here is my breakdown for the season seven and five uh, with some key losses, well, basically rival losses uh, across yeah. the board. And then we have yours 
uh, with yeah. just the only the two rival losses of Clemson and Miami, but finishing the season with three straight wins and uh, yeah. the key win over Florida. So yeah. um, we're close. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. And this is all assuming things are healthy. Lineups kind of stay the same as they are. We've already lost two players for the season, so hopefully we don't uh, see anyone else get injured. Yeah, and know, that's but, how quick it can happen. It can happen for the It happens well. in, in, in fall practice. Yeah, it does. You know, But that's how quickly you can lose two guys. And that's why depth is And you know what my nightmare is. I'm not even going to talk about my nightmare. That's not talk. That's not talk. I, I'm not even going to talk about it. You know what it is. Everybody yes, out know, there yeah. knows what it is. I, okay. I, I know. Now, now we got, we got, you got anything else? I got one thing else. I got one more thing. That's it for me. All right. A little bit of a downside issue here. I have not heard from Coach Novell oh, God. or Robert Cooper about my sprint challenge, charity oh, sprint challenge for $500. I showed the cash a couple weeks ago, right? I mean, that's on the record. Well, here, okay? You don't want to you, – you're afraid to sprint? That's all right. That's okay. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do, Coach. Coach, I'm, I'm challenging you. If you beat Miami and Florida, I'm going to give $500 to a, a greater Tallahassee charity. And if you want, Coach, you can join me in that and match that. You beat Florida and Miami. I'm writing a check for five hundred dollars. Five hundred bucks. Five hundred dollars, and I'll show it right here, and I'll mail it off. Okay. And we'll figure out what charity that is, or Coach can weigh in if he, he wants to match up. If he beats uh, uh, Florida, Miami, and, and, Clemson, Miami. and Clemson, if he adds no, Clemson, no, 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 no. five thousand, I'm getting five thousand. No, 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 I didn't say five thousand. I said five hundred. Five hundred dollars. He beats Florida and Miami, and then Coach can join in. And, and, and I'm not saying he's going to, but he could join in and match it. That's up to him. But that's from that'll be from you know Seminole sideline three sixty five from Bruce. And I'll throw your name in there, KB. I appreciate that. I appreciate That's a challenge. You got to issue challenges to your team. All right. All right. I appreciate All right. That. Uh, one last thing. And this will be on tape. It's on There's tape. not going to be any excuses. It's on tape. I got the cash. You saw it. All right. We saw it. All right. Last thing I'll wrap up before we go. And I know this is posted a couple of weeks ago, uh, but I wanted to get your reaction on it because I don't think I have yet. Um, what, what was your reaction to the uh, the new locker rooms for uh, – for Miami, you know, these... <laughs> you know, I mean, my reaction is the same. Florida has done this. Miami, this is where's who, which college, which university has a lazy river? Do we have one of I those yet? Do we have a lazy no, river? No, but people are making fun of these Miami locker rooms because they said they look like they're, because they're Why? so small. Look, you can't like the legs. You can't even fit grown men in there. You can't even walk past each other. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> really look at it like that. But that's yeah, a, it could get a little. It could get a little bumpy when you start putting your pads on, man. That, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's that's not very wide. You're I don't right. think the rock even look at that. That's what people were saying. People they were saying that they built this in a shipping container or something. <laughs> it is kind of funny. But yeah, it is looks a little cramped. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. You know, I don't know how I don't know how people how they must have the charter jets they put these guys on. They they don't sit in the same seat I sit in. No, no. I'm five ten, 165 pounds. 
I can't even hardly sit there. And I dread the open seat and see who's coming down the aisle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I sat down next to a guy one time. I was like the last guy coming in. And it was my seat. You know how everybody looks down the aisle and he, you know, I'm coming down and I, and I looked right at him and I said, it's your lucky day. And he goes, Oh man, don't I know it. <laughs> everybody has that same mentality. You know, that's true. That's true. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll do it for the show. Uh, we're less than, well, by next week, we'll be talking about Duquesne uh, on yeah. to play on Saturday. So we'll be getting excited. So, uh, yeah, look forward to next week and uh, getting ready for game day. Uh, they've already started a little bit of preparation already. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, this show will be live on podcast uh, by tomorrow. And uh, uh, well, once again, like and subscribe if you like what you're hearing, if, even if you don't. Go ahead and like it. Yeah, do it anyway. We'll appreciate it. And then follow us on Twitter, <laughs> Seminoles SL365 on Twitter. Uh, we'll see you over there. Take care, everyone. Yeah. Bye-bye.